The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we're talking about Ted Lasso, Mandalorian, some movie Brandon went and saw. I'm pretty sure we're going to cover all those things. You've heard us talk about them before. It's Apathetic Enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I, and I messed up the uh, the fade out there. I'm sorry. We're out of practice. <laughs> we take one week off. I know. And and it all goes haywire. Hello, everybody. So I'm fun. Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. And welcome to another fantastic episode of this, the Apathetic Enthusiasm Show. This American Life. Brought to you I... by ApatheticEnthusiasm.com. Find makers of such podcasts as Apathetic Enthusiasm. Submit it for your approval. Twilight Zone podcast, which I have an episode in the hopper that I need to release. Thanks for reminding me. And International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. But that's not this show. This show is Apathetic Enthusiasm. And there's a few ways you can get a hold of us. You can go over to Apathusiast over on Twitter. You can go to ApatheticEnthusiasm.com if you want to check out some of the content we've had before, some of our podcasts, also any of the like the Halloween horror things that uh, my me and Kevin have done. If you want to do that, that, that's cool. You can send us an email, apatheticenthusiasmshow at gmail.com. We are at on what well, we are on uh, Instagram as well, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, perhaps. And, it. and of course, Travis is over there is at jugglemino, spelled just just like it sounds, juggle as in juggling things, and mino as in mino. Jar Jar, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that that Me no juggle. <laughs> yeah. So that's over on Twitter, and then I'm at Barnyard Cruise, C R U Z, not U uh, I S E. Um, imagine going on a barnyard cruise, though. I I wonder. I wonder. Poor animals. I guess that's what Noah did, right? He was, he was basically, it's basically a barnyard cruise. <laughs> Good job, Noah. And like after after the flood, he's like, you know what? I can make a killing off of this. <laughs> we could we could get some excursion packages as soon as we find land. As soon as we it's find be amazing, find land and any other people that survived. Um, because he makes a killing off it. Okay. Anyway, um, so. That's it. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Travis, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, I have a very exciting week ahead of me. Um, so so, yeah, so I'm uh, excited to run less for the for this week and then run more than I ever have in my entire life this weekend. So, yeah, exciting stuff. I'm sure we'll talk all about it in a future podcast. Um, but other than that, just I've been very busy with work and family things, lots lots of things going on. It's spring. Spring has, has sprung. Uh, yes. So, you know, the, the weather is getting nicer. Kids are playing outside more, wanting to do more fun activities. Um, and I'm watching Star Wars on TV. That's <laughs> that's how I'm spending the majority of it. What about you? How how are you doing? Uh I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, life is life is going all right. I'm, I got a, I got a new job. I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you that. Um, I, I knew, I knew about it. Uh, I don't know if you're talking to me. <laughs> I, I did. I got, I started a new job. This is, I'm going on week three of, of my new job. Uh, the first, the first week was, was, was fun. It's exciting. It's all onboarding training and um, just like getting fire hose with information and being like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do any of this. I feel sorry for all the people who I manage uh, well at well ahead of time. Then week two happened. And then I said to myself, I really feel bad for him now. I, did, I felt bad for him before, but now I'm in week two. Week three starts. It's Monday now. And I'm like, you know, one person's on vacation already. I think I'm doing an OK job. <laughs> so Yeah, they don't even know how good they have it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, it's, it's very exciting. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. The, a couple of people asked me about my podcast already. I hope they don't. I didn't tell them about Twitch. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> they might we'll find see out. see how savvy they are with the Internet. Twitch.tv mm. slash apathetic enthusiasm. Uh, hello to you team <laughs> don't, don't yeah listen. we I, I guess this had to have been i think this was just before the week we took off where we got an email on our rick and morty podcast email address uh from one of the guys that i supervise and uh it just said hey uh i just want everybody to know i'm a big fan of travis <laughs> and that was it that was that was the whole was the whole email uh, I think he's still very proud of that email. Yes. Um, but Did he... I think that's about how as far as he listened into the show was the housekeeping. He got as far as what our email address was, and then he turned it off and sent us an email. And and he didn't respond to my email back to him. Well, I mean, I feel a little, I've you know, a little uh, rejected. I'll say, you know, maybe he... that maybe that was his intent. Because he specifically called me out and not you in the email. No, I know, but I, you know, in my email, I said, you're absolutely right. Travis is a fantastic friend, a fantastic individual, a fantastic personality. And you, you are lucky to be in his presence ever, ever. I said to, uh, said to him and I said, I said, <laughs> and uh, no, no response. Uh, kind of, kind of taken, taken aback taken yeah a back it's all right i'll i'll pursue disciplinary action <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that's that's sort of what's been going on in the off weeks um anything else worth talking about do we want to talk about the big news or do we want to wait until it's closer to the big news oh yeah let, let's wait let's wait and talk about the big okay. news and talk about some other big news that's coming up we'll just tease the big news there's big the news coming everybody there's some this summer big news big 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 news big Ooh. news on keep, it, keep it locked <laughs> on this on this channel for the big news this summer yeah yeah Big news this summer specifically. Um, but but before we get to the summer, I got to say there's some other big news that's happening this next this coming weekend. This coming weekend. Is it this okay. coming weekend? Talking about my run yeah, that when I do, already when talked do, about? When you going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's talk yeah. about your marathon, man. Marathon man. Which I'm is running a, a marathon this week. Great movie. It's a great movie. Is it safe? There's a dentist. It's uh, got Dustin Hoffman in it. If, if you've never seen it, it's 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 a wonderful, wonderful movie. Yeah, let's talk about Marathon Man instead <laughs> of me. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm running a marathon. It's my first marathon. If you've been here for a while, you know we've been talking about it. Um, I feel good. I had my last long run before the marathon yesterday, and uh, just felt like really good for the ten miler. And then today is tapering down and. Mm. It's just like shorter runs, more mm. relaxed runs, uh, getting ready for the big race on Sunday. And uh, mm. yeah, I'm excited. Um, should be a lot of fun. I've run in this event um, a couple of times before, just at lower distances. I've run half marathons a couple of times. It's been a close to a decade since I did that. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to. <sighs> All right. Maybe we'll talk about this <laughs> after the marathon next okay. week. All right. But I'm on the fence because because the marathon is 26.2 miles. That's that's a big deal, right? That's a, that's a lot of miles big deal. to run all at one time. It's a big deal. What probably doesn't get talked about as much is the hernias. The I think 300 something miles. I I could get the uh, the actual amount here, um, but I'm averaging about. Uh, 100 miles a week. I've run 366.8 miles in over the course of training for this marathon. Wow. So that to me is like the the crazy part. <laughs> More like the 26 miles is crazy, but um yeah, running literally literally a full day plus three and a half hours of running. One day, three hours and twenty-three minutes of running. Incredible. I've done during this training plan. Incredible. 
that's that's the side of it where it's like man doing another marathon seems like a cool idea but then it also seems like a lot of extra time <laughs> yeah yeah did you have to replace your shoes at all yeah you know they say like I, 300 I, I did. miles or so um i had some running shoes that already had some miles on them before i started the training plan about halfway through i picked up a new pair of shoes and started running with those i've already put over 150 miles on those shoes oh my god so they're about they're about halfway to retirement um they'll oh. probably be about two-thirds of the way to retirement um by the time this is all said and done dang yeah maybe yeah. maybe maybe yeah. I, maybe i gotta maybe uh, it's almost time for me to get some new shoes um you know i've, I've had them. You need new shoes i've had them I've do had... you track your shoes in the nike run club app uh, i i thought i did I thought I did like I just I thought they just were defaulted. I, I did them like twice maybe. And then I just like it. it's there. It should be like in the profile. And like those are the shoes I, I used to run. I don't know. I don't want to look at it right now, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine. I'll replace them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those those default shoes probably say they have like 800 miles on them or something. No, no. I I mean, I got new shoes and then I I. I went in and I switched them because I had like Oasics and then I maybe changed to Brooks. And so then I updated it to the Brooks shoes. Okay. And then you're tagging those shoes in every run that you do, like as the default. Yeah, I think so. I think shoes. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should, you should see how much, uh, how much miles were on okay. at some point. I will. I was randomly at a store <laughs> the other day. I, will. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh -huh. And my my app notified me that said, congratulations, you're halfway to your goal. And I was like, what goal? I'm way closer to my marathon than halfway. And I opened the app and it was letting me know that I was halfway to the goal distance for those shoes. So, oh. And it had only been like a month and a half that I'd had them. <laughs> so I was... It's a little depressing. Yeah, it's anyway, depressing. Well, yep, going to run a marathon this weekend. Uh, if we don't have a podcast next week, that's because I'm dead. That that that's that's because you're dead. Um, yeah. I, I I will also say uh, I I bought a new I, I I forgot to tell Chelsea before this aired, so she might hear me in the it's background. Okay, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but but I speak loudly enough that the sound carries through the walls. Um, yeah. So bought bought a new one. I bought a new. I, I've been I've been in the the market. Our friend old Ryan McGee. Uh, he said, oh, yeah. he said he's when talking you up on that, on that work <laughs> chat and he's got you buying new get fiddles already. He, he, cause we're work, we work for the same company. Um, and the first, he's like the first check I got, like as a, as a gift to myself, I bought it, I bought a new guitar. Uh, and then we talked about guitar pedals, all these, these types of things. So he's been, I've been like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do. Uh, and so I, 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 I picked one up from sweetwater.com where they're, they're, they're great. Those, those people are great. Not a sponsor, but I wish they could be because they, they're just like so damn helpful. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I've got a, I've got a Gibson, I've got a, um, my, uh, Brett, my <laughs> younger brother, he gave me one of his guitar, which I, I think it's an Ibanez, uh, which is very, it's really hard to tune. I have a bunch of acoustics and stuff like that. What I don't, I was going to say what I don't have is a, a Strat. I do have a Strat, but uh, a Fender Strat, but that's uh, I got it from my my uncle who passed away. <laughs> he he smashed it at some point in time, refixed it up. It's it's just it's in our it's a family thing. Uh, it's not yeah. there to play anyway. An so heirloom, I, an heirloom, if you will. Uh, so I don't have a Fender Strat and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get I'm going for it. It looks badass. It's like dark night blue. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, send me a picture. It looks great. Um, and in the uh, the Sweetwater Tech called me up today. He's like, "Look, the picture it doesn't do it justice. The picture looks really good, but you'll see when you see it. It's so much better than it looks in the picture. So I'm 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 excited about that. Cool. You'll have to play us some some music on a future episode. All right, you got it. You got it. You but have to. But we, we, you know, all that, all that guitar shit aside, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about stuff that's interesting to people. That's right. Evil Dead Rise just came out, <laughs> uh, which that is interesting. We'll talk about that later. But no, we're, we're, we want to talk about uh, Mandalorian, Travis. Do you want to lead with Mando or do you want to lead with, uh, I don't know, 
I mean, we could lead with Mando. Yeah, let's. That's lead. probably the most spoilerific stuff. Yeah, let's lead. Let's lead with some Mando. Okay. <laughs> so here's here's what I'll say because Mandalorian has been discussed intermittently throughout season three on this podcast, but it has been a very one sided conversation because Brandon, you have all but refused to watch <laughs> the new season of Mandalorian and going back into the the archives of the Mandalorian your opinions about the series have been lukewarm at best you felt like it was a lot of what like quest of the week uh self-contained little uh you know MacGuffins or something I don't know I'm putting words in your yeah mind. no that's good <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds, and, sounds and right so you were you were more hesitant I guess to to watch the season is that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was hesitant to I guess it was I don't know I will go back and forth on it because I don't feel like I was hesitant to watch it necessarily I just wasn't motivated to watch it I sure. I like I like the the premiere episode all right um and uh, and then you were talking about it. People were talking about it a lot. And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't. Maybe I didn't have the time or or will to to do it. Um, but then I I said to myself, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, you 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 have some free time. Um, you know the the stressors of life are getting to you. Why don't you just sit back, relax, and enjoy some fantasy adventure of Mandalorian season three? And and so I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Then also we can talk about it. <laughs> like going in, uh, I, I, I spam, spammed them. I binged them all the way up until Wednesday for the finale so I can catch up and then we can talk about it uh, this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like that was that's been my critique for The Mandalorian before, which is it's like Quest of the Week. The the serialization, like the interesting, like through lines of the, the stories don't happen until like the end of the season. And that's what I'm interested in again. Um, yeah. And and you had been saying that the through line, the thread has had been there the entire season. And I'm like, OK, so I watched the second episode. I watched the third episode, so on and so forth, and I was like, "Yeah, no, you're you're right. Like it is, it is a it, it's good. I I liked it a lot." Um, and uh, I, I think that'll lead into different conversations about other people who didn't like it, uh, who thought it was aimless, which is the the weirdest criticism to me about this season. But pass it back who over. Thought to it you. was aimless. I've I've heard is that. It, is that just critiques online, or yeah, I think maybe like. Uh, maybe AV Club mentioned something about it being aimless and like it, it was like kind of here and there and everywhere. Um, and I think maybe that criticism comes from where you have like one-off episodes for with like Dr. Pershing, uh, like his sure. his Coruscant episode. Um, that maybe like, why do we have an entire episode dedicated to a side character that you're never going to see again? <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know, like thematically, the whole season stayed tied together. It was all about Mandalorians. And I thought that was a really good about time. Am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't like Book of Boba Fett, where the majority of it is not even about him. Right. <laughs> it's about At least the, the good parts of it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did think um, I watched I watched what is it eight episodes I, I watched it pretty much week to week I, I did find that there were a couple episodes that that didn't hold my attention as well um and it was usually the episodes that seemed to divert from uh that that main storyline or that main through line I I thought there are elements about the the Coruscant episode and Dr. Pershing that definitely could set up or connect to other threads uh later in in the in the star wars saga um and and as a person who is spending a lot more time watching animated star wars stuff uh things like coruscant uh i'm much more familiar with or not like familiar but comfortable with episodes that are just like 
let's go deal with the Senate and what's happening on Coruscant for all episode. And it also, oh, by the way, it has nothing to do with the rest of the plot. Hi, my name is Dave Filoni. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but some of that stuff's like actually pretty good. So yeah, I, I, I liked the season. I really liked them bringing in, um, what's her name? I always just call her Starbuck. Um, uh, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. And, and really exploring that character some more and building that relationship between her and Mando to really like push the, the, the past of the Mandalorians uh, a little bit more and, and share what happened to their planet and why they're sort of fractured and spread across the galaxy and, um, and that 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 idea that even though they have different styles of being Mandalorians and you have this this cultist tribe that won't take their helmets off and uh, have very strict rules and this is the way uh, and there's others that are also like deeply rooted in Mandalorian culture but don't adhere to those same rules the fact that they could come together as 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 a as a people um and retake their planet um i think that was like a great through line yeah. and a great overarching <laughs> plot for this season uh so for for some of the criticisms say it was aimless i i wholeheartedly disagree and think that um yeah it, if if anything it had the most uh sort of connected oh, plot of any of the seasons so far yeah i i i completely agree i i really like the I, I like the aspect of Bo-Katan's former Mandalorians all taking their helmets off, but they were also the ones who'd actually been to Mandalore that were like, yeah, were, yeah. were actually there. And I, I thought that was like a, a good way of, of tying together the, the ones who never take their helmets off with the ones that do, because it's like, yeah, like this is your culture. This is our culture. We were there. We were, we saw what happened uh, when it was bombed and all that type of stuff to, to, to like have that, that weird mix of past and present, uh, and to, to bring them both together. Um, so I, 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 I like that. Um, I also liked that the, not episode eight, not the finale, but the one before that was titled the spies and, mm -hmm. uh, Leading out of episode seven, a lot of people were like, who's who is the spy? Who's the one who ratted out the Mandalorians? Is it Wove Axe or whatever is Axe Wove or something? Like yeah, his, his weird his weird name. Or is it the armorer? Is the armorer as the one who's a spy? And then it turns out that like none of them are spies. And I really I liked that. I liked that. Yeah. There wasn't a a Mandalorian that was a spy for Moff Gideon. It wasn't like that at all. Like they were all unified in taking back the planet. Uh, and so it was like a, a weird reverse um, red herring where you're like, who's it going to be? Oh, it's none of them. Good. Cause they're all dedicated yeah. to the cause. Uh, yep. So I, so I really enjoyed that. Talk, talking about the episode, the spies, I, I kind of, part of me wishes that that had been part one of a two part finale or, or that they had released episodes seven and eight uh, sort of in the same week or something, because I, I almost like episode seven more than eight in some ways, just, just the, the exploration of Mandalore, the, the reveal of Moff Gideon and his, armored up like super troopers that are that are in Beskar uh, armor and have jetpacks and all these things uh the 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 death of Paz Vizla mm -hmm. uh was for me very emotional I was I thought that they did a good job of developing that character and uh really investing in him over the course of the season and then to show his sacrifice for the for the rest of uh the group um was very interesting and and um yeah so i i i thought that that episode altogether was really great and then we go into the return the 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 finale and it picks up 
almost immediately where where the previous episode leaves off. Um, so I think I think they could have really felt like like one extended episode. Um, and yeah, I I thought that they did a good job of continuing to. I mean, they used Moff Gideon in an interesting and compelling way, but also like did away with him like once and for all. And uh, which I there's always something running in the back of my mind whenever I watch Star Wars content that exists between known uh, elements of other Star Wars content. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, let's introduce all this cool new stuff and then find a way to get rid of it before before uh, we have to explain why it doesn't exist later on in the series or, or in, in another movie and stuff. Yeah. So well, um, that, yeah, I find that stuff really interesting. That, that, that's, a, that's a good, interesting point because what happens in, in obviously there was announced the, uh, the Filoni movie, which will wrap up yep. all these different storylines of uh, Mandalorian and Ahsoka, Ahsoka, whatever. Um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, like what happens to Mandalore in between season four of Mandalorian and, uh, you know, um, force awakens and yeah. you know, what, what stories are there? Maybe they go back into like, this is, this is our place now. We're not messing with, with galactic affairs anymore. Um, so I'm interested in, in exploring that part of the world. And, and that's been like my thing for a long time where I'm like, I'm not interested in, oh, like, can we stop talking about the past all the time? Let's stop yeah. talking about the, the past all the time. But this season of The Mandalorian, and I mentioned this to you earlier before I had watched this season, it's like it is basically the prequel. <laughs> it's the Clone Wars to The Force Awakens. It's like the Rebels to A New Hope as Mandalorian is to The Force Awakens. It it, it feels feels like a little bit, right? Like filling in the blanks yeah definitely and i i think for however much more is planned between the ahsoka series i think there's another mandalorian season in the works there is yeah um plus whatever film uh, they come out with yeah i think i think there's definitely space there right because we're talking almost 30 years worth of time uh between the end of return of the jedi and uh force awakens there there is a lot of room there to explore and um yeah so i i I think i i don't think they're gonna fill all that space but i i think there's a lot of opportunity to show those pivot points and that's something i would say dave filoni has gotten really good about is capturing how the gradual change from one state of the galaxy to another uh sort of comes to pass right and and you see that a little bit in i mean the fact that he's able to cram what is it seven seasons of the clone wars between two prequel films and then you have order 66 and the clones yeah you know kill all the jedi most of the jedi and from there, um, I started recently watching The Bad Batch, and that that show goes directly from the end of uh, what's the third movie? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's that's the one. Sure. <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Sith. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Episode three. (laughs) And uh, but like that, that series literally picks up um, with Order 66 and then shows how the clones sort of go from being the the main army of uh, the, the Republic to being phased out and now they're bringing in stormtroopers and they're trying to find ways to replace the clones and mm. um they're literally building the empire in this series and for me those aspects of it as much as i like i like the main characters um a lot but those other aspects and how the world around them is changing was equally fascinating to me and so there are those elements within mandalorian that that i really enjoy and i hope they continue to uh, play with and and show how these rebels that have now 
thwarted an empire have to figure out how to lead and govern and do all of those things. Yeah. Um, there, and how they make deals and how they use uh, a, a bounty hunter like Din Djarin to, you know, manage the out the outer planets that they they can't get to. There's there's a there's a scene in the Pers- the Doctor Pershing episode where yeah. at the very very start. You know, he had been working for the Empire. He's working on cloning and he's doing this speech uh, at, with the New Republic uh, talking about cloning in uh, in like they have this this amnesty program for former imperial officers. And after he's finished, he gets gets out of there and a bunch of these rich aristocrats. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's with the New Republic are like, oh, so glad you're on our side now. Oh, and like they're just like fawning over them and being like very, there's part of them that didn't change. Like some of the, some of the more rich people were still rich under the empire. And, you know, like, and you see it kind of like in Andor too, right? Like the rich are still rich. <laughs> they're just, yeah. the, the regime doesn't necessarily matter as much because guess what? They're still not the impoverished ones. They, they, I, I don't remember a direct quote, but they basically say like an emperor, you know, this new, this new council or whatever, uh, you, you get used to it after a while. It changes so often, but like they seem so disconnected from it. Right. Yeah. And that's fascinating to see in a set of mythology that is so tied to that that control of power right so much of the original series is about the rebellion against the empire and the prequels being about how how, what's that it's very black and white right yes absolutely sith dealing absolutes (laughs) only uh and and i just and over the years uh with them exploring rebels and clone wars and Andor and Rogue One and even you know even uh in Last Jedi like the 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 gray areas of like it wasn't black and white there's still things that are happening and like actual political machinations that are that are happening I I appreciated in Mandalorian season 3 them talking about the outer rim worlds with like uh Grief Karga or whatever his name is um where like yeah, like you're not part of the New Republic. You haven't registered with the New Republic. So we yeah. have other planets we need to protect in the outer room who who have registered. You know, that 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 type of stuff. And how how decisions like that uh af- will end up af- affecting the way the people feel about the the new government, right? So I I, I appreciate that being there in the in the Mandalorian. Um I, th- I mean, if just for comparison's sake, I still think Andor does a lot better. But I also think that Andor is like prestige Star Wars television, where it's written by somebody who is not a a primary Star Wars fan. So I think that's kind of where the difference comes in. They're not looking to yeah. lore build world uh, lore build and like stick to like the, yeah. to pre established lore. They're trying to be like we're telling a story about a character. And how a character goes from being disaffected and disassociated with a rebellion to where he's at at the end of Rogue One. So anyway, yeah, I'm done. I my my <laughs> challenge for you, because eventually, after all my nagging, you did watch this season. Is I'm I'm gonna start nagging you about Bad Batch for two reasons. I do want I do want to watch it, but I haven't yet. One, because you don't have to watch all of Clone Wars to appreciate it. There are a couple of episodes worth checking out. But I got to say, if you took Clone Wars animation and really just upped the quality, uh, the animation in Bad Batch is uh, chef's kiss. And then 
the stories about these, you know, messed up clones, the the interplay between this this group and and really that that transitional period right after the Clone Wars. Um, so much of that I really enjoy. And it's only two seasons right now. So so that's much, much more easy to digest. <laughs> and, and I do appreciate the the conversation or the story about how the clones get replaced by stormtroopers eventually. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that, no, that's, that really that's cool. interesting to me. And, and, and the whole, um, moral struggle between those clones that were unable to overcome their inhibitor chip and just took out the Jedi and those that either didn't have, or were not affected by their inhibitor chips or even some that had it later removed and st- have regret about what they did, um, during order 66. So yeah. really cool stuff in there. One last thing. I know we've talked a lot about Mandalorian so far, <laughs> but we got to bring up the, 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 the baby Yoda himself didn't grow goo. Uh, <laughs> I want to know a couple of things about how you feel about Grogu. One, uh, we see that he gets his IG 12 rebuilt suit, um, based on IG 11, that he can then use to to walk around relatively slowly um, and repeat simple one word phrases over and over again. How did you feel about the suit? Did you like it? Did you think it was I don't know effective? I don't. What did you think? Uh, uh, I, I there had there was a part probably where he saved somebody with that suit, right? Maybe, but I mean, his little, his little uh, baby carriage thing is so much more effective at getting around all the time. <laughs> yeah, but he can't say no, 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 no. Why don't they just put that um, in there? As you know, like, and there's no rocket pack on the, on the, the IG 12. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. It was, um, it I thought, right. it, I thought it was cool. I thought it was unique. Um, the communication part of it was simple, but useful at times here's here's my issue with with the baby yoda in grogu right is (laughs) he was cute this young little yoda looking character in the first season acted very young we now understand that this character has been around a long time Mm -hmm. we still do not know the definitive age but he's he's got to be like 50, in 55 it. or 55. I think that's because I think they said he was like around 50 in the first yeah. season. And then it's been like three years in in the world of the Mandalorian. So 53, 55. We'll just say 55. I understand that this race of alien in Star Wars lives a very long time. I'm fine with that. (laughs) He's in his mid fifties. He understands enough about the world to where he has a relatively convincing control over the force. He can make opinions. He can assess situations. He can, he can convey what he wants, what he doesn't want. So how long are we going to like stretch out this like baby part of him, right? Like, uh, like he cannot, he cannot become a fa- or he cannot take the creed because he is un- unable to speak or like all this, like, at what point are we going to like let him talk? Or just, like just, at what point, like how, what, how long are we, are we just going to let word. this happen? He's, he has to have a first word, you know, it, it like, why can this first word be daddy, right? <laughs> to to the din din daddy hard, right um no i i mean uh i i'm not as as stuck up on that as as, as some others folks are but i do agree that it has to get to a point eventually where he says something or we move on that maybe they're saving that for the movie you know maybe sure i i think just for me the novelty of him being like a baby is wearing off and i'm all for child yoda or like, you know, like Tween Baby Yoda. Groot was cool in Guardians 
two or whatever, but then like eventually we got Teen Groot, and then we got like yeah, now we're getting whatever else in in volume three. So we're, we're like like yoga, uh, yo, uh, you know, uh, toga, toga Groot, <laughs> toga party, Groot, Grogu. yeah, toga party Grogu, woo, woo, just like um just anyway, keg, uh, just that's doing my final stands. thought on Mando. Um, <laughs> overall, I think it's a great show. Yeah. I I honestly very much, and we talked about this as a Star Wars celebration conversation as well. I really like what they're doing right now with a lot of Star Wars content. So I'm excited for what's to come. Um, if you watch this season and you have thoughts, please hit us up on, on Instagram or, or at our email um, or join the show. Be, watch us on, on Twitch on Monday nights, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. And uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts during the show like so many people are doing right now. Um, <laughs> all right. Switching, Switching from Disney Plus, exiting the app, scrolling over and opening up apple tv plus uh there's another show in its third season that we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about and that is of course the the hit series uh-huh, uh-huh. ted lasso yeah let's talk, yeah let's talk, yeah. Let's talk about, about soccer let's talk about ted lasso real real, real quick this one, the, the finale hasn't happened yet. There's still a couple. There's still a couple episodes left, and this one, whereas the Mandalorian, that one felt like a series finale. This one is this will actually be the series finale. This is the the final season of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I'm liking it so far. I'm liking it so far. The I don't know if you watched the last step, this latest episode where they're in Amsterdam. Oh, I did. Okay. All right. Uh, I it it's it, it's going back to like being kind of kind of positive, even though the, the team is losing, they're they're still being positive and they're discovering things about themselves. Um, what I really I want what I want to talk about, I guess, with this Ted Lasso season is uh uh Nate, right? the The whole thing with between Ted and Nate, and um. My my sister in law she she was saying like a couple episodes ago she's like I can't wait for him to for Nate to get his get his due right get his comeuppance sure. and um you know, I'm not not calling Stacy out just as an example I think I, a lot of people feel that way right like Nate's gonna get his what he's gonna get what's coming to him uh, but for me like that's not what that's not what this show is about the show's not about like getting revenge on people or like uh karma coming to, to to take people down a peg it's like it's about people growing and learning and like discovering their trauma and addressing their trauma and like growing themselves as people and so the the whole thing with like ted being pissed off at nate like i don't i don't think he's pissed off at nate he still considers him a friend he is yeah he, he is a friend he's a friend who's lost his way and like has has issues that he's he's trying to work out and the point of nate is not to get to the end of the season and him being like oh yeah you got it you son of a bitch it's for him to reach a point of realization where he's going to make that change that that he needs uh because he is a good person deep down inside he's just damaged he's damaged for for some one reason or the other it's a whole therapy thing yeah well and i again like it's it's obvious if you if you if you watch the show for any stretch of time that um the ideas about mental health um just emotion you know ch- childhood trauma like um but also just um i don't know like being emotionally hurt by people how that can affect you how it can affect relationships and they do spend a lot of time which is kind of refreshing taking the time to show that it's not a fast process to fix some of those things, right? Like it does take time. And, and so for Nate as a character, his, his total arc throughout the the show, lovable kit, kit man, right. That was, was picked on by the rest of the team, but had some really good ideas and, and actually really once given the chance to, to voice those ideas really showed 
um, a lot of potential as as a coach and was given that opportunity by Ted Lasso and the, and the, and the rest of the coaching team. And then how that kind of got to his head as it as it developed and and he and he really started to sort of go too far with that. And now it's gone so far that he's he's abandoned that team and sacrificed those relationships and is realizing now that he's the head coach of of another team oh maybe all of those things that i thought i wanted were not worth what it took to get here and and he's we're starting to see a little bit especially uh in the in the big week episode where where those teams face off yeah. he he was very excited to get that win and prove that he was still who everyone thought he was but he didn't he's not getting the combative like back and forth with Ted that he would expect to get. And he's realizing, Oh, maybe, maybe I was wrong about this relationship. And, and, and by the time he tries to, to make it right, you know, the team's already back on the bus and out yeah. of there. So he, he, um, he, he, yeah. he seems to think, you know, my, my read of the character is that like, yeah, he needs to be, a hard ass asshole jerk in order to to be successful in the in, in a cutthroat world and and which is the and, antithesis and of his of, team owner isn't helping that no right yeah right he's he's, he's reinforcing that uh, every step there, of the way compare comparing um so ted has the lego in 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 his living room has the lego figurines of 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 soccer stadium and players of players and coaches are all in there as 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 many figs uh including nate nate is there as well and then you juxtapose the it it shows nate he's he's in the the team's headquarters there's a bunch of like little like they look like duplo figurines of uh soccer players um, and he's he's working out strategies, like positions and stuff like that. And he knocks one over on the on the floor. And for a second there, he's like, yeah, yeah. like he says something and he's he's happy that he's like pissed off that the the guys there down there. But he's like rubbing it in. He's he's relishing in it. But then yeah. he has that little, like small little twist where he's like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> like and he, and he picks him up um, and uh yeah, like there's there's those little moments that like he 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 feels like he needs to be a, an asshole to be somebody, um, but that's deep down inside that's not who he is. He's trying to be somebody who's not. Um, yeah. And I I think that's maybe a theme throughout this season, really, for a lot of the characters about the I guess you could call it like masks we wear, right? Like the the version of yourself that you feel like you're supposed to be because of the role or the position that you're in mm. versus who you really are as a person. Yeah. And talking about Nate, there are those moments throughout the season where who I hope to to see is as the real Nate comes out where he's at the dinner with the model, right? And he's he's trying to share his background and like his history of this restaurant and she's not interested. Are, are you talking, talking to me? Are you okay? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and, and then when the, uh, the hostess from the restaurant comes over and shares the baklava with him, he, he like, I feel like the real Nate kind of comes out a little bit in, in the, in the course of that. And, uh, Roy Kent, right. Uh, soccer star really rough around the edges uh now turned coach um he's known for being loud and abrasive and 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 not not an easy person to get to know he he breaks it off with uh is it keely mm -hmm. um yeah. uh, just because like it feels like oh that's the that's what needs to happen because um like, otherwise I'm going to get hurt or things are going to happen. Right. And he's, he's very guarded, but through the course of the season, he's, he's, he's letting other people in. He's, he's, he's training with, um, 
Jamie, who he, <laughs> they were, they, they used to like hate each other and now they're like building this bond. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like, it's like, there's, there's examples throughout the season of, of these, these people that are acting a certain way because they think that's who they need to be. Yeah. Um, but well, they're, they're realizing that it's okay to let other people in or to be vulnerable. You, um, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. You, you talk, you, uh, I was a, uh, did you mention like Zava and uh, the, the didn't talk the, about Zava at all and 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 the, and the, and the well the, the position that Zava had replaced right uh, the guy who's who's gay and he's still in the closet um, and then the the uh, the reporter who is turns out is also gay but we haven't seen but a couple episodes saw uh, the the player kissing another uh, dude in an alley. Um, and then like, you know, this is like two episodes ago and everyone's like, oh, please don't, please don't be a jerk like you've been in the first two seasons. And yeah, and yeah, and, 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 and you know, and then it turns out like he interacts with the, the player uh, and he's like, you know, I was married and then I was leading a different life. And eventually, like she understood that that's not who I was. Um, and the player is saying, like, you know, I've. I don't want to, like, I just want to, here's what he says. He says, I want to be able to kiss my partner the same way uh, my friends kiss their girlfriends after a game without there being any fanfare or being an idol. I just, I just want it to be, I just want to yeah. want it to be normal. Right. Um, so anyways, that's, that's another example of that. So yeah, I, I agree. Uh, good, good call on this, like playing out of position. That's that's there's even like an episode where they talk about like uh, in order to beat Manchester or whatever, I, I think we should all play out a position and they're like, yeah, but will Zava and they're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I think I, th I've also heard that some some criticism that maybe the season's not as as good as past seasons. Um, I don't really feel that way. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, I liked this Amsterdam episode. It was, it was very interesting. The whole triangle offense, you know, scenario and, and Ted really kind of like coming back into the coaching side, um, letting, letting the other issues that he's been dealing with, um, no longer get in the way of, of that what's made him a great coach in the past. Um, I'm very curious to see uh, how that plays out over the rest of the season. And and so, yeah, if you're, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, yeah. highly recommend checking it out. I, uh, any other thoughts? Yeah. 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 There's the other day. I don't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was you. Maybe it was, maybe it was Matt. But before I watched that episode, I was, I had a conversation with somebody about, the triangle <laughs> uh, about the triangle in like basketball. And yeah. um, it was so weird that I had that conversation again, forget who the fuck I was talking to about it, but then it was on Ted Lasso and it was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen triangles lots of different places randomly. Um, so it's very, very, very weird lately. Um, anyway, I do have a segue with that, which the very beginning of Evil Dead Rise, there's like a cabin in the middle of the woods and it's shaped like a triangle. And I'm like, what is what's going on? What's going on here? Everything is triangles. Everything is triangles. Uh, we're on a triangle planet. <laughs> uh, Everything's tell, a tell me about this film. Tell me about why I should or should not let my teenager go watch it. You should not let your teenager go go watch it. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, if they, they can, they can, if they want, you know, do it, do it, do it. Um, if they are 17 and older, but, uh, so evil dead rise, it is evil dead series. Originally, uh, Ted Raimi or Sam, well, Ted Raimi too, uh, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, uh, 1981, the original evil dead came out and then evil dead Two, dead by dawn. And then army of darkness, the great army of darkness, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead was, was a thing for a little bit over on stars. And then in 19 or 1993, in 2003, 
Fetty Alvarez uh, came out with the requel, The Evil Dead, uh, which which is a solid, solid, brutal as shit movie. Um, and like that, I, I like I like that one. This is now the second kind of requel of The Evil Dead. This one it takes place in a whereas the other ones took place in either the past or a cabin in the woods. This one takes place in a high rise in the middle of Los Angeles. Um, and so, yeah, pretty, it's pretty good. Bruce Campbell's not in it. He does have a cameo. Uh, there's a bunch of evil dead references, Easter egg references throughout the film. Uh, but they're not like, they're not in your face. They're, they're subtle. There's like a pizza box that says Henrietta's on it, uh, which, and it's got this like old lady's face on it. Henrietta is the, uh, old woman who is like one of the first deadites, uh, the demon characters in the original evil dead. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff like that. Uh, it's got the Necronomicon and it's fun. It's fun. It's got some brutal stuff in it. A uh, cheese grater. That's the one that everyone, uh, is talking <laughs> about cheese grater. Ouch, 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 ouch. But I will say that I think the 2013, uh, evil dead is, is a little bit harsher, um, a little bit darker. Um, that one was like a kind of about like addiction, uh, mm-hmm. like a, an addiction story. This one is about like motherhood. And so the thematically the, these later two movies have like, there's a, there's a theme behind them more so than the, maybe the original evil dead did. But anyway, mm. the great thing is no evil dead movie is bad. They're all, they're all good. It's, it's one of the consistently <laughs> great, uh, series out there. So check it out. Brandon Cruz says, check it out. <laughs> Brandon Cruz says, check it out. Um, and, and on that note, I think, I think that is going to do it for, for this episode. Yeah. Um, I will not be checking it out uh, in terms of, of the Evil Dead movie. Um, I'm, I'm behind on movies. I, there's some new movies I need to see. I won't be seeing any movies this weekend. Um, but then the following weekend, I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three mm-hmm, comes out, mm-hmm. so I might have to check that one. Um, yeah, yeah, and we'll find some other things to talk about. I think we're overdue for maybe, maybe a discussion over on one of our other podcasts. Um, Interdimensional RSS could probably maybe use a, a check in soon. Uh, Brandon doesn't agree as we're recording live, <laughs> um, but what we do need to do is get you guys an update on. Uh, our other podcast that is in development development has slowed a tad, but I think we're, we're getting into a good place where we can, where we can push development on Look, that a little bit more. Travis. Oh my God. I can't, I can't believe we forgot. If you've waited with us this long, we have big news for you. <laughs> Are we sharing the big news? Yeah, we're sharing that. We're, I mean, we're, if, if anybody's listened to now that, pod, now that Matt's gone to sleep. <laughs> yeah. The big news, everybody. So uh, here's what I'll say. Big news, everyone. Last month, got word that we, uh, we had uh, press passes to WonderCon Anaheim. Uh, well, and so I went unprepared, and I didn't interview or, or do any reporting on that. Very, very, yeah. very what light reporting. But the people who do WonderCon are the same people who do Comic-Con San Diego. And guess who got press passes to San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con <laughs> 2023? That's right. Brandon and Travis and two other people, probably Chelsea, uh, and one other person yet to be defined who needs to do camera work <laughs> for us to actually prepare for San Diego Comic-Con. So that's yeah. really exciting. <laughs> yeah, so we have, we have every intention of being out there for the event. Right. Um, because I'm there, we're, I'm going to make sure we capture lots of content. Lots of it. Uh some video content, some social media content, <laughs> as well as uh, most likely recording of an in-person episode. Yeah, uh, because we have to do that whenever we're in the same state, and when, uh, when, and, and a whole lot more. Some interviews, whatever, yeah. whatever we can put together. When Travis, yeah. when when I got I got the email, and I was like, oh shit, oh after like five years of trying, finally we we got it. Uh, and then Travis <laughs> is like, real talk, we're 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 doing interviews and we're doing, we're doing press stuff there. We're going to earn those press passes. Like, no, no, I, yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, bro. Uh, plus we're going to stay at your mother-in-law's house. Uh, for, I guess I should for, tell her we're coming free room and board. Yeah. Yay. Grow, growing up in San Diego finally paid off. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it's gonna it's so gonna be tuned. lots of fun. If if you're listening to this and have any plans on being in San Diego for San Diego Comic Con, uh, let us know. Um, you know, we'll we'll uh, do our best not to avoid you the entire time. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, we'll. I don't know. We're not we're we're not quite at the level of planning our own meetup. Um, but yeah, we, 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 if we do, if we, we do have we, a meetup, we, it's, it's going it, to be it'd just us. be the four of us that have our passes <laughs> meeting up for lunch in the gas lamp. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, that is still a couple of months away. Um, but very excited, uh, for that. And, uh, we'll share with you more of our plans as we get closer to the date. So big news, we're headed to San Diego comic-con. <laughs> yeah and that's it for this episode okay. <laughs> thank you very much so much for listening for watching if you're watching on youtube uh hit the like hit the subscribe do leave a comment do all the things um stick around on twitch we'll do a a twitch only post show uh you can only catch that post show if you're watching live on twitch or if you support us on our patreon patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm that's it thank you for watching thank you for listening we love you. See you in San Diego. Bye, everybody. Bye, <laughs> bye everybody. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.